The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Waddle and Sylvie, we are live at Hallis Hall. Just a, an incredible day here. We call this Ground Zero, right? Isn't that what they say? When you're right where all the action is happening, don't they kind of label it Ground Zero? Yeah, and yep. I mean, I think we're right in the heart of it all. We're at the nucleus. Yeah, yeah, I was saying the epicenter of everything. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's what I was looking yes, for. Yes, that's the that's epicenter I mean. of, of everything going on today. Yeah. And if you're just getting into your car and you're coming back from work, uh, the day started out on a down note when Braxton Jones, uh, it was announced by Matt Eberflus, uh, was put on the injured uh, reserve. So he's out a minimum of four weeks. I don't know when that happened. Um, it did not look to happen in the game, but he has a neck injury. So now the Bears are down their left tackle. They're they're. Offensive line has not been whole all year. They have zero chemistry there. It is It was a shortcoming of the team last year, and now it doesn't look to be any better. Braxton was off to a slow start. He was looking to right the ship, and now he'll go on injured reserve. So that was one thing. There have been rumors floating around about Allen Williams. The Bears have um, dismissed all of those. We would like Kevin Warren to speak today and, and stand up and be presidential, and, and it's exactly why we, we like um, uh, Kevin Warren. He has not called a for a press conference at this time, but there were lots of rumors. A Bears spokesperson has dismissed those rumors, even, even saying that there was no FBI raid. There was talk about an FBI raid here at Hellas Hall in connection with Alan Williams being away. Um, Alan Williams' attorney to Courtney Cronin also said uh, that there was no raid at Alan Williams' home, that he is leaving because of a health issue and also a, a family matter, personal issues with the family. So he is resigned as defensive coordinator. Justin Fields met the media today. Um, while he did say at one point he has been robotic and it could be because of coaching, he did not, in our estimation, when you listen to the entire press conference, throw the coaches under the bus because he did say that he spoke to the coaches about this. They've been and, very receptive and to he, speaking with him. And he did say that they were receptive and that they were cool about it and he just needs to think less and he needs less data. Frustration he, overload at this point, my friend. Uh, he did then... Uh, want to clarify the statements, and uh, later in the day, he he spoke again, just to clarify uh, all of that. Meller with 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 Wilbon on hold. Can we play that second portion of Justin Fields for those who may have missed it? We played the press conference in its entirety. It's a little loud here in the uh, Bears locker room, but this was the second part of when Justin Fields wanted to clarify his statements from earlier in the day. Get that you you guys' jobs are to get clicked, so it's like. When you take my quote out of context, and when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split, split us up. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. 
I'm never gonna blame anything on the coaches, never gonna blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame, I don't care. To drop pass, it should have been a pass. Put it on me, but never when you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just wanna clear that up and just know that like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's that's what I should have said in the first place. But you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because you know I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, and I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys to drop. So um, I'm gonna do that, and in the future, like, but I ask you guys just, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So um, again, appreciate you guys what you do, and uh, y'all bless you. That should have been part of press conference number one, <laughs> where he said, look, uh, I got to be better, and I assume responsibility for the stuff that is going wrong in my world. Uh, I don't believe – I think you have to listen to the first press conference or the first eight minutes. that In its wait, entirety. Yeah, to kind of get the full context. feel for it and the context. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not over the top, you know, about it, and, and I wouldn't be killing him about – the things he said. Let's uh, talk to Michael Wilbon right now. It is Wednesday at 5 o'clock. It's brought to you by Waddle's guys yes. over at Hawk. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW. All in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. Woo-hoo! Chicago native. Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption, with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Uh, Michael, uh, just your average day where your favorite football team is falling apart at its seams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, we it's been a long time since we led with the Bears on Pardon the Interruption. Maybe not. Maybe when they traded the, the overall number one pick, I guess that's probably the last time we led with them. But, you know, the Fields thing, look, let me just say this. Having sat through the Packer game in person and watched every snap and talked to former players uh, after each of the game with, with former players in one of the first games, there's plenty of blame to go around. Justin needs to be better. I mean, he's holding the ball too damn long. He's not seeing receivers. Whether that's because it's an overload, it could easily be that. And I don't like what I'm seeing from the coaches either. And I do agree. He needs to just sort of be himself. And if they are, if, 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 the, if the agenda is to just turn him into a pocket passer, then once again, the Bears have the wrong coaching staff. They had the wrong coaching staff, and you know I was on this from almost day one with Matt Nagy. I don't want to be that way with Eberflus, but, you know, I'm starting to wonder. Um, when are the Bears going to get it right on that level, too? There's plenty, again, plenty of blame to go around. I want people to understand me. Justin Fields has not been great on any level in these first two weeks. And he is apparently and needs to take the blame for that. And the coaching staff has been less than as well. And in talking to former players um, and talking to some scouts who are paying attention closely to the Bears, they look at this and go, what are they doing? What are they? Not he, they. And then you got this whole mess. You got an offensive lineman who's supposed to be a starter and a guy you're going to count on. He's out. And you got the Allen Williams thing, which I'm not about to speculate because I don't know. 
And I'm not into the rumor mill, and that's not the way I was trained as a journalist, even though I'm not one anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on with Alan Williams, whatever it is. It ain't good if he has to resign two weeks into a season. I think, Mike, I, I used to, when somebody asked me several weeks ago, what would be the one word that you would use to describe how you feel about the upcoming Bears season? And my word was unsettled. And it was mostly because of the offensive line issues that they had and guys yeah. got banged up and yeah. they didn't have a chance to, to play and work together and practice. And you need continuity there. And, and I didn't realize that that would seep into other aspects of the organization. But now more than ever, that's kind of how I feel. I feel unsettled. And I feel unsettled that the tone, you know, needs to be reset with the head coach. And he needs to, to get – and I, I, I would feel comfortable, too, if Kevin Warren is the president of the organization. You know, there's probably some people in this building, Mike, whether you're in the business op spot, you're in the marketing department, whatever else, like – this is a perfect opportunity for him as an accomplished leader of an organization to step forward and kind of settle things. Do you think that that's necessary, or do you think that that's, you know, that's not going to solve no, any problems? I, I think that will be the wrong move, Tommy. And it doesn't matter that in this case I know Kevin Warren. I, I, don't, I don't need to hear from the president. This is a football situation. I, we're not talking about – this is not in the con, – speaking of context. We're not talking about stadium situation here or – uh, some other issue. Now, if, if there's something with Alan Williams that needs to be addressed when when it's time. I, if Alan Williams has personal family issues, I don't need to hear from the president or the organization. Not yet. There may become a time for that. With all the things you're talking about right now, these are football matters. So Matt Eberflus, he better get some stuff right. And I don't need to hear from the president of the organization about football matters when it comes to what's going on between the coach and the quarterback, when it comes to what's going on with the coaching staff, that's, that's, that's the coaches. And I may need to hear from him in a reset. And we may get to the point where you need to hear from the president of the, of the organization, but not, now, but Mike, I, I'm not. I'm not expecting him to talk about why Justin hasn't been successful from the pocket or what Matt. Na- uh, Matt Na- I almost said Matt. Na- what what yeah. uh, what Getzy has or hasn't done. But there's there were rumors out there, and they were just rumors that that Hallis Hall was raided. I mean, like. Like, by the like, FBI, like I mean, Ma- Michael. The, the, it, it, it's not often that you're. Your defensive coordinator resigns after week two for any circumstance. I need someone to steady the ship right now, and and like yeah, I need to, I need to, I need. To, look, when we talk about coaching matters. I want to hear from the coach, the head coach. I don't know if he hired. Did he hire Alan Williams? Or sure. Was yeah. yeah, he brought him then, with him uh, from okay, India. Yeah. Then, the, then let's go to direct chain. Direct. He, he brought this guy from the Colts. That's his guy. I mean. Kevin I know, but Warren my, my, didn't my, hire him. No, I want but, to hear from the head coach. When that when 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 organizations are steady, we hear from Bill Parcells. We hear from, you know, we hear from the head coach when it's a strong head coach. We hear from Andy Reid. We hear from that guy. Um, we hear from from Sean Payton. So I want to hear from the head coach about Allen Williams. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I want no, to hear direct chain of command. I, I, I agree with you on that front as well. I, I think maybe both of them stand in front of you. Because, listen, I, and I think it's important, Mike, and this is why I'm saying it, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. It's because, like, 
the necessary change that finally took place, that there was a new set of eyes and ears in this building, there's a new leader, there's a new sheriff in town, so to speak, and everyone feels great about the direction of the organization, maybe not the football team right now, but the organization, new stadium, new way of doing business. Kevin Warren has stepped in and kind of redone everything, and there have been so many positive responses to some of the stuff that he has done. It feels yeah. like if there's not kind of a – a message that's coming from this guy who is, is in a short period of time really presented himself in such a positive way, it almost feels like like we're doing things like we used to do. Like, you know, there's a lot well, of mystery and it's bad. Yeah, and, right. You know what get I mean? Out of, yeah, get out in front I, listen, of it. Listen, when you listen, I live in Washington and live with a lawyer, and so maybe <laughs> I'm too aware of litigious matters, but you cannot in this day and age – until we know what's going on with Alan Williams, it is better to be, and I know this, you know, I, I'm dealing with this on, on their two sides of each one of these things, dealing with this with Northwestern and what we've been going through. You, you have to be certain. I mean, before you go out there, I don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with Alan Williams. And better be safe than sorry if you go out there and comment. So, Comment is not always the first order of business. Having your ducks in a row is the first order of business before you wander out there and do something you regret. So the Alan Williams part, it is mysterious now. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, my text groups are full of what's going on with the Bears, you know, D.C. And we don't know publicly yet. And, and maybe we don't need to know yet. Maybe it's going to be up to somebody else like Alan Williams uh, or maybe the head coach who brought him in to talk about the Alan Williams situation. And maybe nobody talks for a few more hours, depending on what the litigious situation is and everything in our culture is. Everything. So, you know, running to a bank of microphones may not be the highest and best priority for any organization now when you've got something that could be uh, a powder keg on your hands. Uh, yeah, I read, because uh, we, we were obviously on the air, but uh, someone told me that when you and Tony were talking about Fields, that did Kornheiser compare Justin Fields deflecting blame to Zach Wilson? He, he, he made a comparison. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and you know, support or be particularly critical. Tony's a New Yorker. And so people put things, I put things into context all the time using Chicago because that's where I'm from. So that did not resonate with me. Um, nothing with Wilson resonates with me. Um, if that resonated with Tony, that's his comment. So that's how he, one of the things he said in a long segment we started the show with. Hmm. Interesting. What, what do you make of uh... – I, I, I see the situation, Mike. I see a really frustrated young athlete who's probably never faced yeah. this type of adversity in his entire career. And if you get a chance yep. to listen to the entire eight minutes that he spent with the media at first, That's what I'd like it, was, to do. Yeah. it was clunky. It was clunky, and as we all know in athletics, you're always better off pointing the finger at just you, even if you are not yeah. the only one culpable. But yeah. – uh, it, it's it's something that I think that it, it reeks of frustration. I, don't, I mean, I just don't mean that in a salacious be, way, but it. He ought but to it's be frustrated. frustrated. Yeah, it, he ought to be frustrated, and it should have been clunky. They stink. Mm. We're expecting better. Two weeks in, the schedule was almost designed to get them off to a better start. Yeah, minimum one and one, maybe two and zero. Oh. 
Because, see, you got, you know, I mean, look, it should be clunky. And this, there, nothing should be smooth about uh, sitting down after this start to explain what the hell is going on. And by the way, Tommy, I hear you. And coming from an ex-player, your advice is probably best followed if you're a player. Coming from somebody who's a, both a, consu- a fan and a, and a media person, I'm looking at this go. Look, I I sat with, I had dinner last night with 12 guys from Chicago, all North Shore Bear fanatics, here on a golf trip. Well, some of them live here part time, maybe half of them. And all we talked about was this. It's all we talked about. And believe me, there was there was frustration with the coaching because you can see this. Fields doesn't have to. Fields isn't the only source for us. People in that group are all pretty sophisticated bear watchers. And it's bad. And there's enough blame to go around. I hear you. And largely, look, I've, I've been critical of quarterbacks in my day for not only pointing the finger at themselves, so I hear you. Yeah. But as I sit here as a consumer of all things bears, I'm thinking, hey, you know, Eberflus, first of all, let's go back to the way he mishandled preseason. He butchered preseason and i remember tommy being critical of i don't want to hear about just that practices can accomplish as much i'm not a former player i can't address this with the authenticity or sophistication that you can but i've been around a whole lot of football teams in my life and a lot of have coaches some fired some in the hall of fame and i don't want to hear that you can't find a purpose for preseason games I don't want to hear that because I don't believe in it. I've been around coaches who didn't believe in it. I'm not in this new wave pop culture of saying that practices serve the same purpose. I'm just not. I don't believe it. And I do believe that Eberflus butchered, butchered preseason, butchered the possibility for what he needed. If Andy Reid can go out there and find a reason to put – his future Hall of Fame two-time Super Bowl quarterback in the damn preseason games, then damn it, Eberflus better find it as well, or he better start off flawlessly to say, see, my way is better. He didn't. He hasn't. Yeah, I think so, the three of us are on the same well, page. Well, well, and Michael, you cannot, lo- you, you cannot lose 12 straight games. Uh, have your defensive coordinator that you brought with you from Indianapolis yeah. here uh, yeah. resign after two weeks and, and keep your job unless something drastically changes the rest of the something way. Something better drastically change, except that they're not, again, the, the Bears, he's not on a hot seat because that's not how the Bears do business. Well, but, but, when was the last time the Bears fired a guy in the middle of a first season, even though, even though the coach two time two seasons ago he was fired after was it two seasons he got in doesn't there? have to be in season but but and I the understand that flash well, uh, I mean I, you know like and I read that in Biggs's article Biggs said look the Bears don't fire guys who have two years left on a contract but they I would I, what you know what I would counter to Kevin Warren who is now they in should. charge I would say yeah. when's the last time the Bears had sustained success. Maybe because listen, the Bears listen. continue to do things the wrong way and they're worried about Still paying me, off a I'm coach with, with two years and then they draft I'm another quarterback you. and pair him with a guy who's going to get fired a year later? That's listen, the reason listen. they keep you, losing. You, 
you amen to everything you just said. But, and by the way, let's not act like Kevin Warren is the final word. There's an owner he has to, he has to answer to. I know, to but well. he should be. He, like, if he took that okay, job. but he's he, not. But he's, he's not. He's not. He's not. And no president is. The owner uh, is. These guys are billionaires. And so, the, the, you, again, I agree with you about the problem. Do I expect the Bears to fire Eberflus even if they go 0-7? No, I don't. I don't. And you don't either. At the end of the season. It ought to. At the end of the season. Listen, I want to fire him at the back at the midterm break. I, I, don't need the, I don't need blood in the middle of the season. But if they, if they go another three-win year and, and the yeah. quarterback hasn't gotten yeah. better and you're keeping, you. if you're keeping guys, you've lost me. I wouldn't keep him. I wouldn't keep him. And I, I need to see I need to see a real rallying of the team. And I need to see it from the head coach. The head coach, this is not like baseball managing, okay? Where baseball managers are now often with apologies to guys like, well, just, you know, apologies to maybe a quarter of the managers out there, like Terry Francona. That sport has now been turned over. The manager doesn't mean anything in a lot of those cases. In pro football, the head coach still has some authority. Right. So, damn it, let's see you rally. I don't want to look. I'm not looking upstairs. I'm not looking in suites and in people in suits. Let's see this guy rally his team this week. I thought he was going to do it last week, and he didn't. Let's see if he can do it. And by this week, I don't even mean they have to win the game because they're not going to win the game. But they better look a whole lot more presentable this week in Kansas City than they did in Tampa. What a what a horrible time to be facing the defending champs who have looked rickety yeah. on offense yeah, in the first have. two weeks. Like this is they the have. this is the quintessential get right game for the best quarterback in the league and his offensive friends. They get yeah, on the same it's page. Homecoming. Gets, yeah, it's I mean this Kansas one. Kansas City's homecoming opponent. Yeah, this is exactly like yes. may, they might. They may be paying the Bears to come to town this week. Like they may, they they may be a little extra I know it's like something. a payment game. Yes, St. Leo would yes. come to Georgetown for an early <laughs> December game, and so you know this is. So let's see. This is on one guy, one to rally his team. It's on the head coach. I don't want to hear about other people. So let's see what this guy has this week. I hope the players have the the intestinal fortitude and the professionalism to go out there and play. Yeah. Michael, great stuff. We'll, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Mike. Hit him straight. We, we just, look how lucky the Cubs are to get taken off the hook for losing 8 out of 10 because the Bears stink to heaven. Well, How about David Ross today? Uh, Canario has the game that he has yesterday, and instead of putting yeah. him back in the lineup today, he puts Miles Mastroboni in the lineup. What is this, a lefty-righty situation? I don't know what the hell it is. He doesn't like to play uh, Canario. He doesn't like young guys. He's shown that all year. He likes his KG veterans. Oh, stop it, you guys. You'll beat up on the all Pirates. Right. They're a single-A we'll team. See. We'll see. My goodness. All right, all right Michael, talk. thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right, you guys. Be safe. All right, there, there's Michael. Bye-bye. I'd just be concerned that you spent all of your run scoring last night. Save some for tomorrow. Yeah. That's what Harry would say. <laughs> I know.
Um, you'll never guess whose birthday it is. This is going around Twitter right now. Um, it's someone's birthday. They're not having a celebration. And uh, we will talk to Courtney Cronin. She will recap the day that she's gone through here at Hallis. Her opinion on the Justin Fields stuff. Uh, her thoughts and what she knows about the Allen Williams situation, who resigned today as Bears defensive coordinator. We're live at Hallis Hall. It's Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Did you have any sense that you guys were overcoaching Justin Fields? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would just say that, you know, um, having him be in flow, having him be free is what we want. You know, and that's, that's, I didn't get indications of that. So were you surprised by what he said huh? when he brought that to you? Um, no, I just want him to speak free. I want him to speak free to us. I want him to be honest. I want him to be you know, forthright with what he's saying. And then, you know, can we work through this together to get him to play free and to have, have that flow? Matt Eberflus. And by the way, Tyson Bajant will be our backup quarterback this week. I'm just causing trouble. Yeah, if Peterman was uh, released today. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe they put him on the practice squad and just keep him in the room. A lot of clunkiness going on around here. Clunkiness is an understatement uh, because they're 0-2. And, again, this was supposed to be really an exciting season. If they weren't going anywhere, at least they were building a bridge to go somewhere next year. You know what I mean? And and our, our, our thought process was if they weren't going to be, if it wasn't going to be a successful year this year, Something really bad would have to happen. And there would be massive change at the end of the season. That the general manager, the quarterback, would fail at their jobs. Yes. Um, and there would be a massive amount of injuries. And, and, and right now, maybe that's all happening. Long, what do we say? You change the narrative by changing the narrative. Go out there on Sunday, shock the world. I don't think that's going to happen because of the situation. But go out there and at the very least, be better. Again, I keep saying this. There's only two things you can control when you're really a player, and that's your effort, your attention to detail, and how you do your assignments. Don't make mistakes. Everyone's got to be better. Like, you can't have Cole Komet and Darnell Wright. You you can't have that two-step that they were doing when you're trying to protect your quarterback. You can't pick your right tackle as you're trying to protect your quarterback. Those are execution mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about the Bears, too, and again, Let's not forget, guys, like we used to talk about this when the Bears were going through a lot of bad times with Nagy. Um, they would be exposed a lot on national TV, and, and they would have a game on national TV, and people would question, what are they doing? This game is nationally televised yeah. in the 325 window on Fox. And you've got a Chiefs team that has not played their best football in weeks one and two. So, like, this is – this again – the, the country is going to see them. Yeah. The country is going to get a heavy dose of the Bears here coming up with some Thursday night football games, a Sunday night football game. What is there, a Monday night football game coming up? There, the, There is a lot of nationally televised games yeah. that the Bears are going to, like, it was fun last year when Justin was running and everyone lined up to get them on national TV, and, and Bears fans always pump up the ratings but it could work the other way when you have a bad product and everyone's calling you out when you, you're not doing your jobs. I and, would say this as well. I mean, if your plan is just to wing it, 
you try to wing it with an offensive line that looks like this and a, a defensive coordinator that's game planning for you and Steve Spagnolo and it it could look it could look bad. It's just it, I, I like people. Some people are already tweeting me saying like, "Yeah, guys, got to lose their jobs over this." I can't believe, like, we're here. We were just doing this with Pace and Nagy. We can't be doing this. Nineteen games in to to the new regime, where we're are we're thinking about this already. It's on the radar. It's not. It's it's. What would they say? It's not in the queue? Is that the way? Like you okay. put someone in the, uh, not I'll accept there it. Yet. Not there yet. I mean, you've got to be thinking about it with the coach I'm not. Least. Listen, I'm not blind to this. I'm not putting my head in the sand. I'm not pulling the old ostrich. I'm not ignoring it. I just think that, like, we're all upset because we had higher expectations, and, and for good reason. And those expectations, at least early, haven't been met. And not only have they not been met, it's been it's it, it's been awful. So you know, yeah, I mean, it's on the front of my brain, but it, it's you the, gotta, the morale supply uh, company tweeted this out. Uh, that's my guy Dom, who's behind that. Uh, it is uh, Ryan Poles' birthday today. Can you imagine that celebration or lack thereof? Well, you still got to celebrate. He's got no, you know, a beautiful family, no. and you take the kids you out think, to the park. You think so? I mean, well, what are you going to do? Sit in your office and cry? It's your I, birthday. I think you're. I, I do you get do you get home to even blow out a candle? Do I mean? Look, I know family first. You've taught I me that. Obviously not. I, are you leaving? You're that talking up? about crawling under your desk upstairs you've and get, crying like a baby. What you've got? You've got issues. You've got the defensive coordinator who was just just resigned today. Courtney Cronin joins us right now. Are you, if, if, if it was your birthday today and you were the general manager of this football team, are you going home and blowing out any candles? I'm getting drunk. I mean, that's probably the best option, what Wada wants yeah. to do. But I, I'm the worst person to ask about this because we've been, you know, it's been a, it's been, it's been a day. It's yeah. been a day. And I would not fault Ryan Poles for wanting to put his birthday aside. Wait, is it, okay, so you've covered a lot of football in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, you are... Still, uh, like it's not like you've covered the Bears for ten years, but you've covered lots of football over your years. Where does today rank as far as crazy days in your football coverage career? Gosh, um, the Everson Griffin situation in Minnesota when he had a mental health crisis um, and was locked in himself. It happened not once but twice, but the second time right before Thanksgiving when he locked himself in his house with a gun. Uh, That was up there. That was definitely, that's what takes the cake. But today, just from the very start, when we sit down with Justin Fields, it's Fields first, not Matt Eberflus, which is a little abnormal. It's usually the head coach coming in to address, like, set the, you know, it's back to work Wednesday, set the tone for the week, and it was the quarterback who came out, and it was the third question where he was asked. Cassie Carlson from Fox is the one who asked him after he said he didn't feel like he was playing free and he was thinking too much, a very benign question, not pointed at anything, but why do you feel like that? And it was Fields who said that he felt you could say coaching is part of that, not the entire reason, but he started that firestorm today on his own. I want to make that very clear because then, you know, Matt Eberflus comes out, no no update on Alan Williams, and just that, kind of the way that he kept talking about that led you down a path of, okay, there's something actually there, then there's practice, and then Fields pulls reporters aside in the locker room to, to, to say he was taken out of context, which I'm sorry, he was not. 
those were those were comments that were offered up by him. He was not taken out of context. And then, of course, the Alan Williams resigning. And then there was, you know, the team oddly dressing, addressing speculation that was out there from non-credible sources. So I don't know. I And then this, Braxton Jones going I mean, yeah, that's like littered in all of this is the starting left tackle is on IR. We don't know if that's going to be a four-week one. It did not sound like it was something, just from the way that Matt Eberflus addressed that, that it was going to be a quick trip back to the active roster. But definitely... Definitely a day. I think that mm. I think some wine, some prison yeah. would be a good, uh, good, good, good way to good idea. Good answer. Well, every day, even a good day, I think <laughs> is, is is deserving of that. Uh, you've you've had a chance, Courtney, to kind of digest this, the the Justin Fields meeting of the media more than once, I, I, and we played the entire eight minutes. Um, I personally felt it was clunky. I thought that obviously you're always better off pointing the finger at you and nobody else. I heard a very frustrated young athlete who's probably facing the most adverse situation in his athletic career. I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm also not willing to condemn him to mm-hmm. a life of whatever. How did you feel about it? Was I just said this on Sports Center? It's the most honest I've heard him about his situation since I've covered this team. And as a rookie, you can't really say all that much. That was not I was not here covering him in 21, but going through the turbulent three and 14 season, and how he just put a brave face on, you know, game after game, and speaking with us week after week, and then today. It felt like it, I mean, you know that it matters to him. The guy is tough as hell. He's going to take every hit. He's going to pop right back up. But the way that he addressed things today shows me that this is somebody who really cares about it, and he doesn't feel like he's being utilized to his strengths. And that's okay to call that out. I think if you want to speculate that there might have been some motivation behind that, that it's his chance to kind of set the record straight before you know anybody else can do it for him, go for it. But I, I really appreciated how honest he was about it, and I don't think he was trying to... You know, sometimes when you get up there and you speak and you feel like you're just kind of going down this path, it's like, all right, like, I'm just going to say how I feel. And I'm sure that he was, you know, these athletes say they're not on social media. They say they're not aware of anything. Someone made him aware of what his comments were. And uh, I'm sure that's the motivation for walking things back, moonwalking things back, gliding things back. And I just thought it was... I think everybody knew what he meant by that. And you go back to that last question that he was asked by Dan Weeder about the strip sack. And before Dan can even get done asking the question, Justin's like, yep, exactly. That's the sort of play I'm talking about where I'm sensing pressure. Boom. I got to be out of there. That's a play that he's got to make. And I felt like you got such an honest Justin Fields instead of, you know, quarterback speak where he doesn't give you much. Like he, He's telling us, like, he's in the he's staying in the pocket too long. He realizes the problem. So for anybody who's out there listening and watching him and saying, oh, well, he can't see down the field, he can't do this, he can't do that, he knows what the problem is. And he's telling you today that he doesn't feel like he's being utilized in a way that's playing to his strengths. And I commend him for it, whether he wants to pretend he didn't mean that or not. Like, those comments were not taken out of context. Well, and the, and you asked a great question, too, and it's something that Waddle has hit on in his – uh, situation with the read option mm-hmm. that they are not crashing on him like they used to. They are gearing for him to run. So they're like, if Herbert burns us and they hand him to Herbert, so be it. We're not letting Justin run for sixty. Yep. So and he and he told you that answer today, and that's why those runs aren't available for correct. Justin. They're taking the running lanes away with how much zone he's playing or teams are playing against him and. 
you're just not seeing those same opportunities from him. For him to have four rushes for three yards, I believe that's his fewest since he was a rookie here in Chicago, and that's what he did against Tampa Bay, that's alarming because that shows you something's amiss here as far as how how he's being utilized and how, how he looks. And I think you have a quarterback who wants it so badly and wants to show how he can like him going out there and saying F it, I'm going to just play free. Like that's a very honest assessment that things aren't going the way that he wants them to. And I thought he brought up the point about like, nobody's taking things personally. If you want a successful football team in today's day and age, where it's not just like the coaches being, you know, the Gestapo more or less. And then, you know, like I covered this in Minnesota, like Mike Zimmer's message got lost on players that were a lot younger because that sort of non-collaborative, it's my way or the highway style, it works if you're Bill Belichick and you win a lot of championships. It works if you're Nick Saban and you win a lot of championships. When you stop winning at the clip that you do, that stuff falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. So for Justin to point out how he felt it was well-received from coaches, that he was able to voice how he feels, and they can tell him right back, like, you've got to play better. And he, again, context is everything, and you guys played the full press conference. He said that... Like, I have to play better. Like, he knows he has to play better. Well, so uh, before we go, tell us what you know about Alan Williams. What's true, what's not true. So, have we, and have we heard, found out the whole story. So the situation with Williams, so he's, I, I spoke with his lawyer, Andrew M. Stroth, earlier this afternoon, and he told me that um, he's not, according to him, it's not somebody that he, like, hired on retainer today because this stuff, this is a personal attorney. It's an attorney in Chicago who's represented Lovey Smith, other Bears too. But he's resigning due to health reasons and um, some private family matters that he's going to be dealing with. He plans to coach again, but this was a decision that Williams reached today. The statement, though, from the Bears was just just interesting. I mean, you guys can go to my Twitter and see it. It's... um, it was from Alan Williams. He put it out, and it just felt a little like one-sided. Where it was Alan Williams, it wasn't the Bears thanking him for you know a year of service and all of that. Like you're two weeks into this now, and you don't have a defensive coordinator. And Matty Berflus's comments earlier today, when he was he wouldn't really he wouldn't really say much about anything other than if the situation continued where Williams wasn't in the building, that he would call defensive plays again against Kansas City, which is going to happen. But. Um, that he didn't feel like, you know, didn't sound to him like having a defensive coordinator was make or break for this team because of the experience they have elsewhere, referring to his 12 years of calling defense. If I was him right now, knowing that the seat is starting to get warm and the clock could be ticking, I would want to be in control of my destiny. If I'm Eberflus, I want to call these defenses. I want to, if if this isn't going to go well, I want to be the one directing the entire process. And that's the right move for him to kind of control his own fate here, just as Justin Fields did today with the way that he addressed things. Now, you hope that he doesn't kind of go into a shell and doesn't want to say anything anymore. And, and, you know, that stuff happens. But I just, I appreciated how honest he was because. Why, you if you're a fan of this team, you don't want a quarterback who's like, well, yeah, like this happened again. Like we're gonna, you know, try to get him next time. Like you, you want that honesty. You want somebody who is pissed off for greatness in a lot of ways. And I feel like that came through in what he said to me. Some are gonna say he was throwing coaches under the bus. I think it's that accountability element that if they can dish it out, hey, Justin's got to play better. This stuff's got to happen. 
he should be able to do the same. All, all starters should. Is, is it, usually Eberflus does not speak on Thursdays, right? Correct. He better speak tomorrow, right? At, based on this, he's now the defensive coordinator. That's when Alan That's Williams would speak. That's a great point, Sophie. And, and he's the D.C. And look, you need him to talk about, now that you have the end game here with Alan Williams, he needs to explain what happened. Or I, I know you can't explain all the details, but now, he, he has said for the last few days, I have no answers. Now you have an answer. Now you got to talk about how you're going to deal with it. You can't wait till Friday. No, I and <laughs> feels like Northwestern in some ways. It really does in terms of the lack feels of like the White Sox. That's true as well. And I, I, I think I actually saw Pedro Grafal say, "Hold my beer." To Ben Eberflus. No I mean, way to say this it. City, my beers. This city has been from right. like college to the White Sox to this now. It. No shortage of news, but I, I just I don't None know if this good. will be the last that we hear on that situation with Alan Williams That's too. That's what just, you think. I just feel like there's, you know, and it's it just it, it happened so so abruptly today with the resigning, and you know I was told he resigned today. It was a decision he made today, but there's still there's just a lot that's unanswered that has to be accounted for, other than the I don't know answer that you got from the head coach today. Yep, Cordy, great work. Thank, Thank you, Cordy. Yeah. Busy day. Uh, Sports Center columns, lots of good stuff from Courtney today. Uh, Tyler, are we cross talking with Bleck and Abdallah? The boys are oh back. My gosh. The boys are back. Really? Coming up next, and it's brought to you by Steinhoffels. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you, making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Ah, the boys are back. I keep hearing the promos, don't ever miss a Black and Abdallah show. And I'm like, well, where can I find them? I can't find them. And we get White Sox on at night. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're around. You want to talk about this mess? And uh, it's brought to you by Steinhoffels. Check out Steinhoffels and uh, get all the furniture your heart desires. I am uh, getting new couches for the uh, basement. They look awesome. And I uh, cannot wait uh, to talk to you guys more. What's up, boys? You might need some of those couches. What's oh, up, guys? How about therapy. that? What what a day! I love it. I love listening to you guys you all love afternoon. It? Yeah, this is yeah, the, this I, is great. This is uh, what I we're here for. I, I enjoy listening to uh, all the goings on up at Alice Hall. You guys see anything uh, special today up there? Nothing really. <laughs> we talked about the White Sox and yeah. maybe what the Cubs should expect from Justin Steele tonight. So uh, really, that's kind of what was on the front of our brains. Listen, it's amazing. Uh, it may be it may be a bad day for the Bears. The Allen Williams stuff aside, I'm just talking about Justin Fields and uh, and what he's saying and then didn't say and then retracting and then saying again or whatever. But this the content is great. <laughs> I know, but it's like Abdallah. We we've been together for a long time, all of us. Like we've done, like maybe not to the point of these shows. Yeah, we've, we've done do- some of these shows. We've done these shows. Yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Okay, I want the other side. Listening to you guys the last couple of days, I can hear how exhausted Exhausting. you are, Waddle, in having to talk about a crap franchise like this team that doesn't have any direction going forward, upward projection. Like that's the thing that I think is so bothersome from the game on Sunday is that. The quarterback has questions. The head coach has questions. Yeah. It seems like everything is going haywire up there at Hallis Hall. You guys are there all day. Like It's been fascinating to listen to, but as a fan, it's depressing. It's exhausting. It really is because you put so much emotion into it, and you just feel like you're constantly getting kicked in the nuts. 
It just didn't stop. There was the avalanche, and then, oh, yeah, by the way. Here comes an earthquake. Releasing a quarterback. So now Bajan's on the on the back burner. Guys, I, I really think, and we're going to start with this, I think it's possible Justin Fields said what he said to the media originally because he was told in a meeting, probably, if you don't start playing better, hmm. uh, we're going we're gonna to put you on the bench, and we've got someone oh. else we're going to put in. Get I mean, out of here, well, do and, you? Well, I mean, think about the way he handled today. He threw the coaches under the bus, and I get it. He was taken out of context. You weren't. We heard the quotes, and we'll play them. The, the point is, I feel like his attitude was certainly a, I need to cover my own butt, because I was told that I need to kind of play better. That's what I felt like watching. All right, we'll be listening. You know where I'm going? I'm going to uh, some Whiskey University tonight. Oh, Libertyville. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm going to to the Ville, guys. Yes. And, and, you know, nothing says Whiskey U like uh, taking the kids, too. Oh, really? Double shot. Get a treat for that for you at Whiskey U and then stop at the Dairy Queen in Libertyville and get a treat for them on the way back. Is your picture picture hanging up on the wall? There's a mural on the side of the building. That's (laughs) That's in the Libertyville post office. Yeah, that too. Yeah. (laughs) All right, boys. Have a great show. See you, fellas. Talk to you guys later. See ya. All right. uh, So thank you to uh, uh, well Black and Abdallah coming up. Thank you to Meller back at the station. Meller, who helped you out today? He's probably in his car already. No, no. Sean Graney is all over the uh, street into callers today. Thank you, Sean. Great work, Sean. Great work by Meller. uh, And uh, great work today by Tyler here at uh, House Hall. Joniak and Courtney, thank you to them for Waddle, I'm Sylvie. TSPM 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.